I give you my, 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 I give you my heart, I give you my soul. And you feel that way. Amen. Let's sing this song together. Oh, this is my desire to
How many believe that he is all over me? Amen is keeping me alive. Amen, you know that song? Let's dance on the devil now. Oh, he is all over me. And he's keeping me alive. Oh, keeping me alive. Oh, keeping me alive. He is all over me. And he's keeping me alive. Oh, Jesus is keeping me alive. Brother Joseph to come and sing his special song. Amen. And please sing one song. If I call you, I'm not saying you don't sing many, but please. God bless you, Brother Joe. God bless you, saints. The song says, He shows me. I don't know whether Brother has it there. Chosen to follow him, and we 
Until I had him say, come follow me. I left all behind me. The day when Jesus said, come follow me. I emptied myself all. I could not say no way. He said, Follow me, and you'll be proficient.
Oh, hallelujah. How many believe he chose us? How many believe he chose you? Amen. You just raise your hand, brother. I saw you. It's okay. He chose me. Amen. We appreciate that song. Amen. When I see the minister wrong, Amen. Everything has to cease. But I tell you, I've kept your special songs. I'll call you. Amen. 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 Let's sing this song. Count your blessings one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. Brother, if you could give that to me. Brother Moses, come on now. Oh, count your blessings. See what
give him a clap of praise. Amen. While we are still standing, we'll just uh, invite the minister right away. But before then, how many are refreshed? How many feel refreshed? Okay, how many are ready for this service? All right. Now, if you're not ready for the service, I love the way Brother, Brother Isaac said it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not an evangelist, I'm a pastor, so I'll not chase you. Uh, uh, just to stay around and let's see what the Lord will do. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't you appreciate the different gifts in the body? Amen. Amen. And uh, Brother Isaac just tested for us. He did, he, like he said, he did not preach, he just tested. I think he will preach tomorrow. Let's see, let's see how that will go. Tonight, we have Brother Michael once again. Amen. Amina. He's, uh, he's just going to cream it up. He's just going to cream it up. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the proper interpretation, but... But I'm expectant myself. We've had wonderful meetings throughout the day. Since yesterday. I believe there is more for me. By the way, this is my own testimony in every service. I've been touched by the Holy Spirit. In every service. Uh, amen. Amen. I believe you too. So let's expect tonight as well. Let us sing, I love him, I love him, because he first loved me. I love him. You want to raise your hand to him? I love him, because he first
Heavenly Father, tonight, Lord, we approach you one more time. Lord, how your prophet so sung that song so often. You must have really loved that song. For Lord, you drew near when your people told you that how much they loved you. So Lord, I pray, Lord, as you did so many times with your prophet, Lord, you would draw near to us one more time today. Speak to hearts, Lord. May be weary in body through the day. But Lord, we just want that last little bit more that you have for us. So we commit this evening service to you now. Both speaker and hearer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you one more time. It is sure good to be here together with you. I, I've just enjoyed these last few days myself. I don't know about you, but I have enjoyed myself. I love your worship. If, I, if it speaks to me, I can't imagine what it does to our Lord Jesus. Amen. He loves pure worship from the heart. Amen. And it's pure Amen. worship coming from your heart. I know it is. I can hear it. I can feel it. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Telemwa Basabozi for the opportunity to be here. It's a special time. Amen. I know you've had a big day. Some of you might be even hungry. Because I think you forfeited dinner, didn't you? Did you give up dinner? Are you getting dinner afterwards? Is that correct? After. So if I hear some sounds coming from the tummy, I'll know it'll be time to close. <laughs> Amen. As, as, as Pastor Basabozi said, uh, we would say, we'll just put the cherry on top tonight. We have a cake. When you, when you bake a cake, and you put all the icing on top, and so that's the full meal right there. But sometimes then at the end, they put a little cherry on the top. It's just a little, little bit at the end. So tonight will just be maybe the little bit at the end. Amen. Amen. I don't believe, I, I believe the Lord isn't done yet. Amen. We had a wonderful service this afternoon. Amen. But I don't believe the Lord's done. So I'd like to just bring ourselves back into the atmosphere that we left with. And let's just start right there. A tender atmosphere. A sweet atmosphere. 
And may the Lord, maybe there's just one more. We'll preach for just one. It's worth it all. It's worth everything that has been done for one. One soul. Ten thousand worlds. Beyond every bit of value we could even imagine. That's your worth. To Jesus. Amen. So Amen. let's just press into the kingdom a little bit more tonight. Let's turn to our Bibles in Luke 14. We're going to start at verse 25. I'm just going to speak tonight on a title. Maybe we'll just call it, uh, we'll just stay with the theme, I guess, that we've been setting. We started with a generation unrestrained, a generation of power. And tonight, maybe we'll just speak on a generation of finishers. Amen. Verse 25 in Luke 14. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come unto me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 28. Sorry, verse 27, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he laid the foundation, he is not able to finish it, all that beheld it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Batunula Okumusekerida, Gabagambanti, Omuntuono, Yasoko Kuzimba, Nata Yinza, Kumara. Amen. 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 You may have your seats tonight. Amen. I want to focus on that scripture. He that he has to count the cost. 
If he was intending to build a tower, Jesus is saying he would sit down. Shouldn't he sit down first? And count the cost. Whether he has sufficient to finish it. No one wants to be in a position where Jesus said in verse 29, that all would behold and begin to mock him. The feeling of, of being able to accomplish something, it's a good feeling. Anybody ever had a, had a I don't know, pick, a, pick something, a project or something in life where you, you had a, every, anybody create to-do lists? I mean, there, there's a lot of things wrong you can do on these devices, but I don't know, do you use this for a to-do list? Anybody use one of these to do, for a to-do? No? No? Yeah, okay, better boss of Bozy. Yeah, thank you, thank you. He keeps things in check. <laughs> Because you want to know, okay, I got this to do, I got that to do, I got some task here. Then you're able to go back and you're like, yeah, check. Did that, check. Did that. And you keep, you keep track of your accomplishment. And it feels good to check it off. Are we all human here? Huh? Yeah. You know that some people actually will create a to-do list for tasks they've already done just so they can check it off. Believe it or not, because it's human nature, we enjoy it. There's something that we receive when we're able to check off. I did it. I finished that. It's over. And there's a feeling of accomplishment. That's just how we're built. It's humanity. But when something is in your back of your mind, and you know it's kind of left unfinished, Oh, that's not a good feeling. It just kind of sits there wearing at you. You haven't been able to finish it yet. True? Because some things are hard to finish. It takes a little bit of effort to finish. Yeah, some certain projects that you want, you want to attain. Maybe it's a degree in school that you want to get. You have a certain profession you want to make. There's a lot of effort involved to get there. It takes time. It takes money. It takes sacrifice. It takes determination. All of that's required. So that at the end of that period of time, you can say, I did it. I finished it. Right? You can check the box off. Yes. Amen. But then if you leave them, you know, certain tasks just kind of lingering and lingering. It can kind of start to churn you up a little bit. And sometimes though, then something strikes you. 
I'm going to get that done. Right? Man, does that feel good. But a builder, as scripture was stating here, a builder, he will plan, he'll prepare years in advance. He orders supplies. He gets his workers lined up. And he, get, he calculates what is needed to finish that. Correct? Because Jesus said he wouldn't want to stand there. Kind of be like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to start this project right there. I'm going to build, build a house. Okay, And then get halfway. And, and not be able to finish it. And people are like, what kind of builder is that? Didn't he plan it out? Didn't he count the cost? Didn't he think about what was needed to accomplish that? And he becomes a mockery to his community. That's right. No one's no one start. Let's go to the to the example of a racer as we've done over these last few services. Or how about a soccer team? Who went to the FIFA World Cup this last few months ago? I know no, nobody here you know watched or tracked that. Of course not. Mm. Huh? Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't know what team you are looking for. <laughs> we'll leave it right there. <laughs> but no soccer team going to FIFA World Cup. Not one of them. Get, on to the, get into the match. Get playing their heart out. And halfway through the first half, and yeah, we're done with this. We're just walking off the pitch. We don't have it. We don't have it in us. We'll never make it. They didn't care. Nobody even thinks of doing that. They are determined to go all the way. They're going to finish that game. They're going to give every ounce of energy possible to try and win. Amen? They figured out what they need to do. No hiker. A hiker, like a, hiking up a mountain. A hiker going up Mount Everest. Uh, he would not get halfway. Be like, yeah, I don't know what, not halfway. And just go halfway. You don't do that. You train. You prepare. You get supplies ready. You get your legs ready. 
You get your lungs ready? Because you're going up where you need oxygen. So that he can finish the expedition that he's on. If he did that and then stopped halfway, he'd be a mockery to his crew. You mean you spent thousands of dollars to get there? You've laid your life down for this? And you're not willing to finish it? You're not, you're not worth climbing with. Amen. Amen. No one wants to be in that position. No, sir. Everybody wants to be able to say those precious words. I finished it. Right? Huh? But we have a mighty champion. Champion. Greater than any expedition. Greater than any athlete. That was able to speak those words. In scripture. Amen. Amen. Only in the New Testament. Are the words it is finished. Because only one was able to lay claim to that word. It, it says in John 19, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. He said, now there's a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar. They put hyssop upon it. Put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Amen. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. That word in scripture, it is finished. It's a translation of the word, the word in Greek, teteleste. And I want you to grab a hold of what this means. Because it's not just, oh, I finished something. Yeah, I, I checked that off on my to-do list. It's not a past tense word. It's a present tense word. Because it doesn't just speak of something that happened 2,000 years ago. It means it happened then, and what happened then is still in effect today. When he cried, it is finished, he wasn't just saying, well, everything then is accomplished. Redemption's plan is over. But the effects of it 
Still happening right now. When he cried, it is finished. He meant it's finished in the past. It's finished now. And it's finished in the future. Your sins are under the blood then, now, and future. It's finished. Amen. Men have goals. Oh, and they say, I accomplished this. I got my doctorate. I did a certain, I, I climbed a certain mountain. But no one could say the word. It is finished. Like Jesus could. Amen. Amen. Before Jesus said those words, he waited out. Think about the cost that he had to go through before he could speak those words. When he said it is finished, the whole book all the law and the prophets, all that was spoken of him, all the prophecies, all the types and shadows had to be done before he could speak them. Amen? All the types from the red heifer to the turtle dove to the hyssop to Solomon's temple all were fulfilled in him every prophecy every dream every aspect of scripture were wrapped up in him and it all had to be done for him to be able to say it is finished Let's just take let's just take Jesus Christ. Let's put him on the put put him to the side here. And I don't want to give you the Old Testament. Let's just say we give the Old Testament to a wise man. I got a problem for you to figure out. I want you to go home. I want you to construct in your imagination the ideal character who shall exactly fit all that's foreshadowed in this scripture. Okay, well, that's a big task. Yeah. I need you to find that person. Now remember, he's, he's got to be like Moses. He's got to be like Moses. But he's going to be a champion like Joshua. But he must be like Aaron and Melchizedek. He's got to be like David and like Solomon. He's got to be represented in Noah, in Jonah, in Judah, in Joseph. Oh, I got to find somebody that matches all, all those shadows. Every one of them. Can't miss one. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. 
He was a perfect type in Joseph. He must be like the lamb slain, but also like the scapegoat who wasn't slain. How about the turtle dove that's dipped in blood? And, and the priest that slew the bird. He must be like the altar, the tabernacle, the mercy seat, the showbread. This is he's got to be all of it. This wise man, the wise man is just like, I, I don't know, can I find somebody like that? I'm going to remind you. Some of those prophecies are, seem contradictory. Remember, Scripture says, all kings shall fall before him. And all nations shall serve him. But yet, this one has to be despised and rejected of all men. He must be a man of sorrows. But he's also born of a virgin. Because a virgin shall conceive. Amen. This must be a man without spot, without blemish, but yet one upon whom the Lord, doth, one upon whom the Lord doth cause to meet all our iniquities. He must be the glorious one. He must, he must be the son of David, but yet a root out of a dry ground. How am I to find somebody like that? And you could take all the intellectuals of the world. They could get together. They could get together. Go through the scripture. Search through all of history. Searching for one man. One person. That could meet every one of those criteria. I tell you, they could not do it. And they, so the wise man would have to come back. He'd say, I have to just proclaim. But there's no other than the cross of Christ and the Son of God incarnate. That's the only one that can match every single one of those scriptures. Only one. When he said, it is finished, every single one of those scriptures, every prophecy, every shadow was typed in him. Brother Branham says, when Jesus came, he was the word in its fullness. Because the whole plan of redemption laid in him. It didn't lay in Moses. It didn't lay in Joseph. It didn't lay in Elijah. They were part of the word. Pointing to him. Amen. He said, see, the whole plan wasn't in them. They were pointing to it. Amen. So here Jesus now. As he's coming up to the cross. The cost is needing to be counted. And he gets to Gethsemane. And he gets on his knees. And he starts to labor. Oh God. If this cup could pass from me. He didn't say wait. 
I wasn't quite ready for this cost. I don't know, this is too hard to carry. He didn't get up from his knees and say, no, I can't do it. It's too great a cost. It's just too much, I can't. He counted the cost so that he had exactly in mind what he needed as the great drops of sweat and blood went from his brow. He started to feel the burden, the cost of what it was going to take. And he starts to wrestle through the garden for you and I. He says, oh, he says no, my, my bride, my, my bride is too valuable to me. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to go to all the way, all the way. I'm going to finish this. He was alone and denied. Pain and in agony. No, but my, my, my loved one, she's lost. Sin created a chasm. She's bound. I'm going to finish it. He gets hauled into Herod's court. They take him and bind him. There they start to beat him. And they bruise him. And they and every single time he takes a blow he says I'm going to finish it I have someone in Uganda that needs my blood on his cross I have a bride in Uganda Satan stood watching Satan stood watching saying there's no way this isn't the one He's not able to accomplish this. Do you know the cost required to take sin's curse? And they, and they started to whip him. They scourged him. Tied his hands to the post. I'm going to finish it. And his mind was you. I'm going to finish this. I'm going all the way. Spit roll off his face. As a soldier spit his saliva on his cheeks. I'm finishing it. Crown of thorns was placed on his head. Penetrating into his scalp. I can just see in his heart, he said, oh no, I'm going to go all the way. He bore the cross up the hill for you. When he was out of strength, he kept in his mind, I'm finishing it. I'm finishing it. I'm going all the way. I counted this cost. I counted the value. It's too much value. I'm not stopping halfway. Hallelujah. Laid out his hands on a cross. And the Romans drove, took the nail. Placed it on his hand. And he took it for you and I. He said, I'm finishing it. I'm finishing it. As he hung there on a tree. Naked. 
shamed, gasping, gasping for final breath. If one prophecy had been missed, all of it would have been broken. It would have been all broken. Everything had to be accomplished for the word's full effect. That's why scripture says, scripture says, when all things were accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Scripture has to be fulfilled. God's word cannot lie. If he had a type and shadow in the Old Testament, it had to match perfectly. And as he stretched on the cross, trying to take his breath, his mind is going through every prophecy. Did, 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 I, did everything in Joseph, did it match perfectly? Yes. Did the Psalms, oh my bones, they stare at me. Did that happen? Yes. That was he bruised? Yes, I've been bruised. I've been beaten. So the prophecy in Isaiah could come to pass. Was it a virgin birth? Yes. Because that prophecy had to come to pass. Did I type the red heifer? Did I type the red heifer? Everything. Everything had to come to pass. Is it all done? Did everything match? Is it, is it all there? And he's thinking upon this. But one was left. One was left. I thirst. That the scripture would be accomplished. He had to make sure that everything else prior had transpired exactly according to scripture. There's one more. For redemption's plan to be accomplished, I must cry out, I thirst. Then he could say, the last and final prophecy had been accomplished. And scripture says he cried with a loud voice. It is finished. It was over. Sin's curse had been paid. Those are the three most beautiful words that you and I could ever hear. Oh, that's something worth praising about. There's a lot of things that you could say. But the most beautiful words to you and me is it is finished.
Because you and I were separated by a chasm. There was a great gulf between us and our Savior. And if he did not cry out those words, we would still be on this side. He would be on that side. But because he could cry that out, he could welcome us into his bosom and say, you're mine. You're worth every bit. Every stripe that I bore. Every nail in my hand. Every kick to my body. You were worth it. Amen. Amen. But Abraham said it's condemned now. Sin has no more hold. When he screamed, it is finished. Sin died. Glory. Now it's dead. It's dead. It's done with. It's powerless. It's lifeless. Brother Branham says, think of it, people. That sin, the enemy to you and me, is dead. It has no more effect on you. Amen. 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 Sin was buried there. He said, that's why. One by one. We walk to a pool of baptism because something has taken place. The spirit that came out of that body, when he screamed, it is finished, condemned the sin in our bodies and we must bury it to be remembered no more. When he cried, it is finished, sin's effect was broken. Huh? Amen. But you know what else happened there? But Abraham says when it's buried and hid out of sight, he carried my sins far away. He said, God can see your sins no more, for they're buried. He said, where are they buried? In the sea of God's forgetfulness. He said, God cannot remember them no more. You know, we sing all things are possible to God. He can do all things. It might surprise you. There's one thing. He can't do. And that's remember your sin. Yes. He can't remember your sin. When the blood shed on Calvary. And he cried it is finished. Your sins are under the blood. You place them at the cross. No more. Is there effect of sin on you. Why? 
Because he counted the cost. And said, I'm going all the way. This ain't no halfway walk. He said, it's an all the way walk. All the way to the cross. Hallelujah. He said, no wonder the mountains jumped shouted on that day. He said, no wonder the sun hid its face and screamed for joy. He's, he said, no wonder nature broke loose. He said, the wind shook the trees. Amen. He said, they... They seen the prophet shepherd on the mountain on Calvary redeem every name on the book of life. That's why nature could shout. They saw nature itself saw him redeemed. The cycle of death that nature would go through. Praise God. The cycle of death that nature even would go through. The tree would die. An animal would die. But he said, and the world went into an earthquake. He said, like any meeting, when the shepherd reveals to you that it is. Amen. Amen. That's why we can break loose. Don't let nature do its thing. Surely the rocks at Calvary, when he cried, it is finished, and an earthquake broke loose, the sun blocked out its light. Don't let nature. Be above our praise. Don't let nature be ahead of us. They didn't see, the trees didn't see their name on the book. The sun didn't see his name on the book. No, you didn't. You had it revealed to you. That's why you can break loose. Because he finished it. Hallelujah. Some would say, some would say, well, when he cried, it is finished. It, it was a cry of defeat almost. But it was a cry of victory. Jesus was leaving no unfinished business. Behind. No, sir. Amina. No, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amina. I said I wasn't going to be long, so I'm watching my time. Amen. I'll save that part for tomorrow. But you can't preach it, okay? <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is an all the way gospel. 
This is all the way. I know, I know you sing the song all the way. I'm going all the way. Yes. And so we must. This is no halfway Christian. This is a sellout. This is a surrender at all. This is a count the cost. <laughs> To count the cost. Yeah. And I want you to do that tonight. I can't even imagine the rich young ruler. There he stood before the Creator Himself. He stared the Creator in the eyes. Face to face. Think of it. He walked right up and stared the king of glory right in the eyes. What a moment. What a moment. But even in that moment, he didn't have what it took to go all the way. Think about, Think about it. Now, help me through this next part. He says, now, Brother Bram says, now many people think when they, when they come to make a confession that God sprinkles them with some water of separation and that's all. No. He says, you're just beginning. You're just beginning. He says, notice after this believer come and accepted God and the propitiation for his sins, he was sprinkled with the waters of separation. It was a cleansing. Said, we're washed by the water of the word. And that washes us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. Brother Branham says it separates us from sin. But he says you can't remain there. That is part way. Okay. He says, do not remain there, my precious brother or sister. You've not yet approached the fellowship. Alright? Just listen. I want you to listen. He said the waters of separation was provided. The unbeliever being separated from his sins. Then he looks towards the congregation we're talking about the tabernacle there was an outer court an inner court and the holiest of holies you could pass through the waters of separation and be separated from sin and looking now he said towards the congregation and he walked into the holy place next which is the inner court he said we have to realize the word cleansed us by hearing but by the word by faith 
And well, we have to recognize the blood. That's something died for us. Alright, so that's another step. He says you can have fellowship in the outer court. You can have fellowship with other, other people in the inner court. But to fellowship with God. You have to go into the presence of God. He said that's into the Shekinah glory. It's only a halfway walk, brothers and sisters. If you recognize, well, I'm separated from sin, amen. And you don't press more. You've only gone part way. You need to go all the way. Amen. Amen. He said the Holy Spirit is all the way. Not even 99% of the way. You, could, you couldn't be half in and half out. There's no fence sitters. You couldn't have your hand reaching inside the inner veil. That's not all the way. You have to go all the way. Full surrender. Amen. Amen. He says we just stop at the waters of separation. And we don't take them into fellowship and the, and, and the power of the Shekinah glory. Why do you think, Brother Isaac, this afternoon he's stressing you need a Holy Ghost experience? Not just while I'm separated from my sins. Even recognizing the blood that atones. But for fellowship, for fellowship, you needed to go into the presence. That's why we've been made kings and priests. Because you've been given access where only a high priest could go once a year. But Jesus on the cross of Calvary made a way for you and me to approach him with the blood of Christ. There, Brother Branham says, now it was death to, to step foot in the Old Testament. If you weren't the high priest and you put your foot inside the inner veil, you're dead. But he said, now, now, if you don't go into the inner veil, if you don't press all the way, it's spiritual death. Amen. I'm saying tonight, 
And I'd almost end the service here. Era. I'd almost end the service right here. Because I am burdened that many might have made a step. And he said, I'm a sinner. I recognize that I'm be, he separated me from my sin. You, you've, you've made a step or two towards him. Something pricked you. But you need to finish it. You can't sit halfway. Like I said, it's no halfway gospel. There were those this afternoon. There were those this afternoon. Put their, brought, came to an altar because they were determined oh. I'm finishing I'm finishing it. and you might have been sitting in your chair and it's tugging you something spoke to you and you were in a battle I say tonight Finish it. Amen. Don't treat your spiritual walk. Don't treat your spiritual walk. Like it's just a checklist that you need to take well I'll get to it I'll check it out this isn't a to-do list item this is life and death I just say it how it is I'm not going to just kind of prance around the issue it's spiritual life or spiritual death Amen. I will tell you Isaac will tell you these different brothers will tell you it's a wonderful life to live for Christ there ain't nothing better and you can yearn for it you can look at your pastor you can look at your mama you can look at your daddy but it'll take you you to finish you must press into the veil you must be in the Shekinah presence as Brother, Brother Branham said, I think it was Buddy Robinson. I might have it wrong. But he got down on his knees. And he said, God, you're going to find a pile of bones right here until you meet me. He meant business. I might have to sit here at an altar for a long time. But I'm not leaving until it's finished. I want to be able to stand up tonight 
and cry with the words that Christ did on Calvary it is finished sin's curse has no grip on me no more that's what these meetings are all about and you can go to your school you can walk to school the next day you say it's all done it's over it's finished that old life is done and gone my, my sins are gone where are they? what do you mean they're gone? Oh, they're underneath the blood at the cross of Calvary so far removed amen amen Praise God. Brother Branham says, now listen to this. This is critical. He says, Jesus cast the devils out. He said he gives the church authority to do so. He cast the seven devils out of a pretty woman one day. When the unclean spirit is gone, out of a man, he said he walks in dry places. Returning back, bringing seven other devils with him. Brother Branham is saying when someone is cleansed, they're emptied out. They've repented. And the devil is cast out. Those habits are cast out. Those desires are cast out. But now you have an empty vessel. And he says, God gives an opportunity to move in. God has given you an opportunity this weekend, weekend yeah, no. to clean it out, but you can't leave it right there. Because if it's an empty vessel, that, those de that devil's walking around in a dry place somewhere, and he wants to, he's going to come back and check to see. Well, is anything filled that vessel? He says, hey, huh? they've just gone halfway. They're not pressing all the way. Hey, come on over. Let's go back. Brother Branham is saying, you need to give an opportunity where Satan once occupied. Get it filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That's critical. He said, then you'll have strength of God's word in you. Strength of God's word in you. Manifested to cast out devils. This is my favorite part right here. 
And he said, then the contest is on. Yes. Between you, the Holy Ghost filled son and daughter of God. And the darkness of the enemy. I don't need to tell you who wins. I don't need to tell you who wins on the contest. But Abraham says you can't stay empty. He he said, empty is idleness. He said empty is idleness. He says that's what's the matter with converts today. As soon as they get converted, they're idling around. He says you ought to be on your knees seeking God. Tonight is an opportunity to finish it. Amen. When the manna, when manna Emmanu dropped in Emmanu. Israel, Brother Branham says, some people just eat enough manna to make them good and hungry for more. He says, before one revival to another, he said, when the manna was first poured out, he said, it'll dry up during the day. But he said, go out, take a golden omar. It was a vessel that could hold some manna. All right. He took a golden Omar. And he took out. He, he took that and put in some of the original manna. And he took that into the holiest of holies. Okay. He said, all down through the generations. When a man entered in beyond the veil, when a high priest stepped into the inner veil, they had a right to take a spoonful of the original manna. Can you imagine the original manna that fell. A high priest had a right to take a small portion of that. Brother Bram says you don't need some kind of makeup. Some kind of emotional or mental makeup. You don't have to take something from the devil. He said, but every believer that comes from the altar to a consecrated life, to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, cannot get only a mouthful but a soul full 
of the original baptism that fell at Pentecost. Not some halfway mixed up thing. You have a right. You have a right of access to the original power, to the original anointing. Don't you dare take anything less. Because it'll bring the same results as it did on the day of Pentecost. That's where Stephen could stand up facing death. There they were looking to stone him. And he preached them the power of the Holy Spirit. There they were with stones ready to cast upon him. And they picked him up. He said, but in the midst of it all, he says, even the stones beating from side to side could not separate him from Jesus. That's why he can lift up his eyes. He said, I see Jesus. Satan may throw stones at you. He may batter you. He may beat you. Your family is torn apart. Your body is battered by disease. You're scorned at work. But a finished work can never separate you from the Holy Spirit. When you finish it, Paul said, I have finished my course. He said, labors, he was in more abundant, stripes above measure. Prisons more frequent. In deaths often. Five times I received 40 stripes. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I was shipwrecked. Have you gone through any of that? In journeyings often, perils of water, perils of robbers, perils of the heathen, perils of wilderness, perils in the sea, weariness, painfulness, hunger and thirst, cold and nakedness. <laughs> but the same one that held Paul all through all of that is the same one that will hold you through every trial, every tribulation, every persecution. I don't care what it is, what peril you got. But if you don't go into the holiest of holies, there's nothing to hold you. It's a personal experience. Amen. Amen. I wonder tonight, 
I wonder tonight if there's some unfinished business. You've had a long day. I'm not going to preach you any longer. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to finish it tonight. Why don't the musicians come? You need to get real and mean business with God tonight. I'd say if you were looking at a front row here this afternoon and you were saying, oh, I wish I was there. It's open tonight. I don't need to. I'm not pushing and pulling and dragging. You know. You know. I need to finish. You heard this afternoon. Jacob. Wrestling. With an angel. In the junction of a change. I can tell. Jacob didn't stop halfway. He finished it. That's what he did. He held on. He said, Don't go till you bless me. That's what we need tonight. We need that character. Say, oh God. Don't leave this building. Come by my way tonight. I'm going to hold on to you. Constrain him. They did on the road to Emmaus. Constrain him. Said, oh Jesus. Don't go. Just stay a little longer. Can, can we just keep you here just a little bit more? Uh, your presence is too precious. I, I need you to transform me. I know I'm a sinner. You separated me from sin. The blood of Calvary atones for me. But I need a filling tonight. I don't want to go back home and be in a cycle. I keep going in a cycle. I go to church. I go, I, I kind of, I halfway respond. I feel like, oh, I felt joyous, that was wonderful. And then you go back, the habits grab a hold of you again. And you played the cycle out. Camp meeting, church meetings, over and over. Tonight, break the cycle. Finish it tonight. Hallelujah. You can start playing at the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light. 
And the burden of my heart rolled away. I say, Lord, tonight, would you just now brood? Just start to coo over your people tonight. Just let him now start to speak to you. You bow your head. You say, Lord, whatever it takes tonight. If you want me to be at the front, I'll be at the front. If you want me to stand, I'll stand. If you want me to pray, I'll pray. Whatever it takes, you say, Lord, I'm here for this tonight. I have some unfinished business with you tonight. I missed my opportunity this afternoon. I need to finish it right now. This is your moment. This is the day. Let's just sing that at the cross. Sing that now, just sweetly. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. Well, it was there by faith. be your prayer tonight. Say, Lord, everything. I'm not holding one little thing back tonight. It's a finished work tonight.
This is your time to finish your business. You can finish this. You can finish the unfinished business.
generation going to call upon your name, oh my God. We are the generation going to call upon your name, oh my Father. We are going to call upon you and you're going to come down, oh God, oh glory. And you're going to turn lives around, my Father. You are going to come down and help them finish this, oh dear Father. You are coming down and turning and changing lives around, my Father. We're not looking at what the devil has done in the past in our lives, oh dear Lord. You have given us an opportunity, oh God, for a new beginning, my Father. We are a generation of seekers. Seekers for a finishing. Seekers for a finishing line, oh God. We are not going to lie low and below our privileges, oh God. We are going to go until the finishing line, oh my Father. You, oh God, you are here on earth, oh dear Lord. And you run your race and finish your race, oh my God. You did not, oh God, back over, you did not back down, oh Father. You continued running no matter the hardships, oh God. And one day on the cross you said, it is finished. You said it is finished. Because you are the author and you are the finish of our lives. You are here at this time, oh dear Lord, helping us to finish this, oh God. You are here to energize us and to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. You are here to empower us, oh dear Father, and bring us into your presence, oh God. You are here to change a generation, oh dear Lord, of sinners, to make them a generation of seekers, a generation of people that will walk in power, a generation of people that will say, we know what we are talking about because we have met the Lord. We are going to be a people that will walk, oh God, knowing that we have met you and we know what we are talking about. Help us, oh God. Oh Lord Jesus. Let that fire not quench in our souls. Oh my Lord Jesus. Let everything else fade away in your presence, oh God. May we be so closed in in your presence, oh God. That every darkness will flee. Every sin will cease. Oh God, oh God, that we will live above our temptations, oh God. We will be a generation of our overcomers, that we will overcome the, amen, this perverse, dark, and lost generation living in gross darkness. We will live above it all. Help me, God. Help my brother and my sister. Help every one of us, oh God. Cause us to meet you. Cause us to know you. Cause us, oh God, to go all the way. Overshadow us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Forgive every sin, Lord Jesus. Lose everyone that is bound. Set every captive free, Lord Jesus. Let that electrifying power of the Holy Ghost, oh God, shake somebody here, oh God of glory. One that was known as a sinner, one that was known as a backslider, one that was known as a good for nothing, Lord, that it will become something new today. Oh God. That they will reach that finish line.
Hallelujah. Amen. <coughs> what an atmosphere tonight. Amen. Amen. How many here in this congregation are 40 years and below? Raise up your hand. Out straight. Okay. Now I want you to look around. Why do you raise your hand? Look around. So you can put it down. Almost, almost more than 95% of us here are below 40. 40, Brother Barnum said that 40 is a generation. And Brother Isaac said he's 44. Same age group. Is that okay? How old are you? He's 40. You just made 40? Is it your birthday? His birthday just passed. I, I don't know. I think I'm 32. Brother Ken, how old are you? Brother Ken, how old are you? 30? 27. Brother Enoch, how old are you? <laughs> 30. Brother Enoch is 30. Brother Enoch is 30. I didn't ask sisters because with brothers we are okay with that. <laughs> We don't have a problem telling our age. The reason I did that is to say a whole generation is in our hands. 
if you've not noticed, even here in our country, there is a generation passing, and there is a generation coming on. Things cannot always be the same. Change must come. And if you live a little longer, even in politics, soon in our country, things will change. It's not even Tomanya, it's, it's a must. It's going to happen soon. That's the truth. Most of our parents are above 50. And others above 60. Some of your parents are pastors. How many pastors' children are here? Raise up your hands. You're not ashamed of it, so it's okay. Just raise it up. So you see, we have a lot of pastors' children. So most of your pastors are your fathers and to some of you are your grandfathers. There is a generation passing and there is a generation coming on. So there is something I want to impress on you in just a few moments before we, we dismiss. That a whole generation is in our hands. And I just wrote these words by inspiration as our brother Michael was speaking. A whole generation is in our hands. What shall we do with it? Our elders did their best. And we, all of us here, are the result of their work. We know that our elders, our pastors, not all of them agree with one another. Not necessarily in doctrine, but maybe in some principles and in the way they do things. And some of you who are a little mature, you know that one church does not work with another and this church does not work with the other. And I was speaking with one, um, some of our ministers here at Days of the Voice. And I told them, we call I know, and I'm saying this with all humility. And I told them, I said, this is a neutral place. And that I felt a burden to call a youth meeting because this is my generation. And that this is a neutral place. No, brother, find the right one. Uh, I don't know, somebody help me. I need this to be passed on in the right way. Brother Sentam, where are you? Where is Brother Sentam? I'm requesting you to kindly help me just for two minutes. Just come up.
and I was saying that this, I told them that this is a neutral place. Because, first of all, this is a new fellowship. And you notice we called it fellowship. Because we are part of a bigger church. All of you are from different fellowships. But we are all, we are all from the same church. And that's the church triumphant. And, and that's the church we are a part of. We are members of that body. Brother Michael is from Canada. The brothers are from Kenya. Different fellowships. But we are all members of the same body. And this is a, the bright body that Jesus Christ is going to take away in the rapture. And we have received the message, the same message. And we are preaching this same message. Now, our elders that's not the issue that's not the issue the issue is they, they have played their part generation they've had their differences but there is one thing they have all had in common they all believe that God sent a prophet in our generation. And that this message is true. And they believed it. And they preached it like wildfire. They preached it like dying men to a dying generation. And some of you believed it. Because you heard from them. And, and some of you because you were born in those families regardless of the circumstance this message this baton is being passed on to another generation and if you notice that all the preachers in these meetings are young people. Their youth. They are in their youth. I will not ask each of them how many, how many years they preach. But we are in the youth of our ministry. This fellowship here is just one year and a half. And I know there are many of them like that. This brother interpreting for me. Brother, how old are you? He's 29. His father was a pastor. And he's now a pastor. Where is your church, brother? In Nabueru. He's pastoring in Nabueru. He's a young pastor. I want this point to sink in. Because I just received it by inspiration. There is a generation rising up. It's not because I said it, but because it is the reality. If the lotteries 
we also like our elders like our fathers we have an opportunity brother Michael I'm sorry to be emotional friends it's, it's, it's just cutting me deep because we have an opportunity to finish what they started. When this message came to them, they were on fire. They didn't have smartphones. They didn't, they didn't, a few of them had access even to email. Uh, a few of them had computers. Uh, some of them were just reading the message after writing it on paper. When they, they received a tape, of the message they were fighting among themselves who will listen to it first some of you may not know about these things and, and then a book they were borrowing from one to another but our generation we have smartphones everywhere we have iPad we have computers we are electrified with electronics and the whole message not some but the whole message is there but what is our what has our generation done about it we have put it on the pillow some of you may not Maybe you have never even listened to one tape, one, one message. Because we are so busy flirting with one another on phones. You find one young lady speaking. With, I don't know, I don't want to uh, make it like so big, but it is true. You find them speaking with hundreds of brothers. Sincerely, are you looking for a husband like that? Brother, you think you're going to get a wife by collecting phone numbers from every sister you meet. This shows us, oh God help us, God have mercy. But we need a revival. The baton has been passed to us. If we don't take it with boldness, if we don't stand the way our fathers stood, if the Lord tarries, Christ will not find a bride. Because mm. how will they come? If someone has not gone, but how shall they go except they ascend? But how can you be sent without having an encounter with God when you have never received the Holy Spirit? To some of us, 
We think that dressing well as a Christian and paying your tithes and doing you know, all the church things is what will take us in the rapture. That's the highest deception that you have ever had. You can dress all skirts, good old skirts and, 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 and dresses and still go to hell. If you've not finished this, I'm sorry, I don't want to take your time. But this is what we are just burning on my heart. You, you find musicians, they play music, wonderful music. And I'm not talking to you, brothers. I, but I'm saying, in our message churches, they play good music. And after, when the preacher comes on the pulpit, they disappear. And when they go, they go to immorality. And after, and these days we stream our services. They be checking. Is the pastor about to finish? And when he realizes they are about to finish, let us go and play. Now tell me. How can we have an atmosphere for something like this that happened here to happen in our churches? We have, we have made our pastors, we have burdened them. And instead of them preaching to us the word, they've resorted to telling us rules and regulations. Don't do this, do that. Don't do this. And yet the message is not do's and don'ts. But the reason they do that because they have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is pointing out the wrongs that God has sent us. Here is what I'm just imploring you to do. Let us come to a realization that we should take this responsibility. It should rest mm. on our shoulders. If there is anything we are going to take from these youth meetings, anything, let us go with a burden and responsibility of knowing now you are the one responsible. You. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you. You. You are the one who is responsible for this message now. Some of you may not know it, but you are going to be pastors soon. 
And some of you are going to be pastor's wives. But what generation are you going to, to be? May God help us. But I want to say we can be a generation of finishers. We can finish this if we make a choice. If we decide. And we can stop giving trouble to our pastors. And then all shall be well. And the Lord will use us. Amen. Amen. Brother Martin. How many here are not sleeping over? Okay. Just a few of you. Most of us are sleeping over. Saints. Amen. We appreciate the Lord for everything. Yeah, our supper is ready. And we are going to have it where we had it this uh, afternoon. The side of the sisters' dormitories. Ministers. Yeah, ministers, uh, you know, we, we, are, we, we've got pastor's place. And yeah, so, uh, soon after we are dismissed, yeah, I request all of us, we shall go that side together. Since it, is, uh, since it is getting late, yeah, we shall go there together, all of us at once. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. So, tomorrow, uh, please, before we go, Tomorrow, we, we, we have our early morning service. Our morning devotion. Um, there's a brother, a brother, a young man also. is a, a minister in one of the churches here in Kampala. He will be speaking in that devotion. So let's not miss it. Amen. Amen. Then also after that, we shall have our main service. Two main services. And uh, then we shall go to the testimony uh, uh, testimony service. Of course, if you have special songs, Brother Enoch has promised you that you will sing your songs in the services. 
if you have outstanding testimonies of the things that God has done for you in these meetings and maybe he will do for you in the two coming meetings we want to hear that amen and I want to meet you I want to meet you personally so, so, so that so if you have it there's a brother who already sent one that he has a testimony. So, I'll meet you in the morning. Whoever has a testimony, I'll meet you. You can just send the paper either to Brother Enoch or Brother, Brother Martin. Brother Martin is our deacon here. Or any of the ministers so that, so that we, we can be able to uh, give you time and allow that your testimony will be a blessing to the others. Amen. Amen. So we'll meet at 630. in the morning. God bless you. Have a good night. And just uh, be in meditation and prayer. Remember this weekend is dedicated to the Lord. And those who will not be with us tomorrow, I know that maybe some, uh, especially the, the more senior brothers, uh, they might want to go. Uh, we really appreciate your coming. Amen. Is that Brother Simon? Simon. Uh, Brother Simon, uh, we appreciate you. Simon, and uh, also Lifeboat, uh, you've participated in these meetings. Yeah. We'll be able to do the acknowledgements tomorrow, but I know you'll not be here. I don't know whether you'll be here anyways. I don't want to chase you. Uh, you are welcome. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God, so God bless you, Brother Enoch. Can you come and dismiss us? Amen. Do you appreciate our pastor here? Amen. Yeah, let's sing a chorus that he's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Sing it again. Oh, he's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Let's sing another part. What shall I render? So very much for me. What shall I? What shall I wear? Hello. God bless you. Sorry for the interruption. This goes to those who are staying behind. Uh, so far.
Jehovah. He has done so.